Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that kind of crap. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're doing a Matrix retrospective. Yes, the movie that came out in 1999, the year that Jamie thinks is pretty much the best year in movies. Yeah, and I do. I think it's the best year in movies um, in any any time that since movies were invented, I think it's the best year. And this is a reason for it. This is one among many reasons because it was a rad movie. It was a rad movie. When this came out, it was revolutionary. Like some of the stuff that they did with special effects in that film, nobody had done before. And since, of course, had been copied and mirrored and parodied a billion times, like Shrek did a bit with some of the moves and that whole person kind of moves into slow-mo the camera rotates around them the slow-mo bullets like all that kind of stuff was just amazing yeah well talk about spoof do you do you know by mid 2002 that bullet time thing where he's like slow mm-hmm. motion dodging the bullets that bullet time uh, was spoofed in uh more than 20 movies i believe that i yeah, absolutely more than that. 20 movies by mid 2002 that's how that's how popular it was it, it, it made sense. I mean, it was so trendsetting. So uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it, our audience, which should be no one, it was released in 1999 by the Wachowski brothers, now referred to as the Wachowski sisters, involves Neo played. Did you know that? Yeah, they've both no. had. What are no, you talking they, about? Yeah, they're both, uh, I don't know, is that transgender or had sex change operations or whatever? But yeah, oh. they're, they're both girls now. Oh, that's news to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. And it's interesting, too, that both of them, not just one. Now, both of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's new info. So the Wachowski sisters uh, made a film which was trendsetting involving a character named Neo, played by Keanu Reeves, that we all know and love, who is a hacker and finds out that we live in this world called The Matrix, which was created by AI robots using the human brain as batteries to power themselves and we live in this matrix and he gets pulled out of it thanks to Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus who thinks Neo is the one who will kind of help free everyone from this fake world into the real world which is metallic and run down and depressing and sucky and sunless and they fight the robots in the fake world and the real world in the Fake World, played by Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving, who is a fantastic answer, actor. And in the uh, real world, just a bunch of kind of tentacly, robot-y, uh, I don't know, what would you like? Um, yeah, like octopus, octopus robots. robots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like squid robots. Don't they call them squiddies or something like that? Something like that. Which, yeah. Interestingly, easily be defeated with a um, EMP pulse. EMP thing. pulse. <laughs> For some reason, never really ever gets used. <laughs> well, the cool thing about this movie is, but well, everybody knows what's going on with it now. But back in the day, before you know, when you went to see it in the theater, and we didn't have a lot of spoilers back then. Not like now, where it's like you can't, you can hardly keep a secret in a movie nowadays with all the internet and all this. But back then, you still kind of could. So. If you went and you watched the movie and you didn't know what was going on at first, right? You just know, like, this chick is kicking all these cops' butt with these special powers and stuff. Like, the first scene in the movie is is Trinity just laying waste to all these cops with these special kung fu skills. And you're like, what? That's What's up with this chick? Um, 
and she's just laying waste and kicking ass. And then she goes to a phone booth because, you know, still had phone booths, I guess, back then. And uh, man, she disappears, even though some guy tried to like run her down in there. And, and it was fascinating because you're like, I don't know what happened just now. Um, so the whole like first part of the movie is like, why, why do these some people in these leather suits have special powers and how come they can like do all these cool things? And, and then what's this all about? And it's only when you finally realize when he takes that pill and he wakes up and he's all like baby Neo and all gross and stuff. And the whole world's crappy that, that you realize and like he's in, he's actually in the future and he's just a battery and like everybody's a battery just plugged into a computer, a simulation. That was a trip, dude. Cause if you didn't know what was going on and then that was revealed to you in the movie, it was like a huge reveal back then. Yeah. And imagine if that happened in real life, like you're like, Jamie, the world you've lived in is all fake. And, you know, now you need to decide, do you want to continue living in this world or not? And then the results of what happens if you choose not to, and you're like, oh, okay. So the real world, and it kind of makes sense. They have, um, what's his name? I can't think of the actor that played the character that actually turns against them in this movie. Cypher. Cypher, and I can't think of his real name, who literally says like, hey, you know what? This is sucks. So I want to go back into the Matrix. And part of the deal of me going back in the Matrix is, hey, I want to live a pretty nice life in the Matrix. It's like, I know this steak isn't real, but it tastes fucking delicious. Yeah. In the real world, I can't have a steak. Yeah, because he's eating gruel on this crappy hovercraft. Here's the thing, though, man. Now that I'm a little older, um, I start to think about Cypher's position. And I kind of agree with him mm-hmm. because I think Morpheus is doing this Yoda crap and he's like, oh, I'm all mysterious and you have to decide for yourself. And here's the red pill and the blue pill, but I'm going to withhold like information from you. You got to see yourself. I'm only authoring the offering the truth, but I'm not going to tell you the truth until you make a decision. Like he, 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 he's offering to show you the truth, but then you're kind of hosed because you, you already made your decision, right? He's not giving you information up front. Morpheus, if he were actually a good mentor and a good guy, he would go, hey, Cypher, Neo, this, like the world you're living in is fake, okay? You're actually a battery. You're plugged into a machine and you're, you're powering a civilization of, of AI robots that we made. I'm telling you the truth and you don't believe me, but if, if you want to see for yourself, you could take this red pill and I'll show you, but you can't come back to this world like you were before. You're going to know the real truth and, and that's just going to be how it is for the rest of your life. Are you cool with that? Instead, he's like, ooh, it's all mysterious because it's a movie and we want the audience to not know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, and then and you take the red that, pill. You're like, Morpheus, you asshole, dude. You should have told me the truth. You should have been <laughs> like, you didn't tell me I was going to eat, be eating slop every day for food, you know, wearing yeah. rags for clothing. Yeah. That's constantly the fighting with, like, just these, to survive. Yeah. These are kind of like this uh, mysterious mentor dudes is they're often cryptic, you know? Yeah. Thanks. So, Morpheus, you know what? I, Cypher, I, 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 I understand you, bro. I, I get you. I'd probably be you too. I'd be, I'd be pissed. <laughs> I can relate totally, exactly. I'd be like, yep, yeah, no, put me back in, just make me rich on the inside. That's my deal. Fuck these guys. Yeah. Jackass didn't yeah, tell me the truth, that. got me out of here. He can fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like culturally too, this had such an like in regards to fashion and style, like how many people were in fucking tight black pants and the coats and the sunglasses the and sunglasses. the phones. 
Yes, yep. it was like sunglasses and phones, man. Like that was so the shit. <laughs> yeah, it was hugely influenced the style. I even had like a long like black jacket and some cool neo sunglasses because I was oh, young yeah. and looked cool in that shit back then. Now I look like a, I'd be I wouldn't be Morpheus. I'd just be doofus. But did you know it, it had a really impact on on style back then? But did you know the actual uh, costumes themselves were made out of super cheap material? Oh, yeah. They look expensive, right? But it's like the cheapest faux leather. It's like the materials, like the cheapest you can get because they because of the budget. Budget wise, I got the impression like studios weren't necessarily one hundred percent convinced by the film, and so compared to like the second, third movies, like this one had a smaller budget. Correct me if I'm wrong here, and. So it makes sense that they would want to try to cut corners wherever they could. Yeah. Well, what happened was Warner Brothers gave the Wachowski sisters, brothers at the time, $10 million. They're like, well, here's $10 million. Make the movie. And so they, um, they, they filmed in Australia because it's a lot cheaper to film in Australia. And they only filmed that whole first sequence with Trinity kicking all the cops' ass. And that was it. They spent the $10 million. But then they took it back to Warner Brothers. They're like, check this shit out. And Warner Bros. Is like, hey, that's pretty cool. Okay, here's another like 50 million bucks. Go make go make the rest of the movie. But that's kind of ballsy to spend your entire budget on like the first scene. It really is. It'd <laughs> be like, hey, here you go. You want the rest of it? You're going to need yeah, to fork over some more cash. Show me the money. <laughs> Proves that we can do it. And it paid off. I mean, it won an Oscar for best effects and sound effects, best uh, visual effects, uh, best film editing. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, the, the, prior to that, was, those effects were just absolutely amazing and unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it went four for four. It was nominated for like four Academy Awards for its technical feats and it mm-hmm. won all four. And do you know what it beat? Which I was so happy even at the time. Mm-mm. It was beating out uh, that crappy Star Wars Phantom Menace movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, remember that movie? Yeah, well, I remember like, it made that a movie. trillion dollars or something because everybody went to see it because it was Star Wars. But yep. everybody was disappointed that they went to see it because it's this giant cartoon. Like, it's just a stupid movie with bad special effects and the crappy writing. Everything about it's horrible. And if, if there's any fan of Phantom Menace fans out there, like, that's your thing. That's fine. But it's a stupid movie. <laughs> um. But this beat like this was competing with the Phantom Menace for all of those kind of special effecty things, and it beat beat them in like all four. Took Star Wars because Star Wars sucked, man. The Phantom Menace was stupid. Oh, it was terrible. Like this absolutely looked what ten, miles and miles above yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Like the Phantom Menace was clearly CGI'd and just looked fake. Green and screen. Even, it, yeah, even then it didn't look good. Now it looks even worse. Like the Matrix, you saw that it's and you're an like, age, man. It, it's, it's an age. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. But you know that whole bullet time effect? Um, everybody's like, well, um, it was invented by the Matrix people. But actually, that's not entirely true because um, this kind of uh, bullet time effect was used like a year prior in the movie called Blade, starring oh, did Wesley they do Snipes. That in Blade? I don't remember that yep. from Blade. Huh. And so. It, it actually was Michael Gandry did did a lot of that for Blade, and then they brought a lot of that over to to the Matrix. So, and they definitely improved on it and made it even more awesome. But they didn't they didn't necessarily invent it. 
That's cool. It was used like a year earlier in the movie called Blade. So next time you watch Blade, take a look at some of the like bullet timey effects that that happened in that movie, and you'll be like, oh, I see it now. Blade doesn't get as much credit as it deserves. One for special effects, obviously, for stuff like this. But then also when they did the um, Black Panther movie, everybody's like, oh, the first Marvel movie starring a black actor. And it was like, no, Blade did black that. Black superhero. No, yeah, yeah. 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 It was like, so, yeah, give credit where it's due. Like, that was an OG superhero film. And that's why I had to call it out. And, and even if you look at Blade, it kind of like, I think maybe The Matrix was pretty influenced by it, actually. I can see that style wise yeah, very that much. That stylistic so. cyberpunk kind of thing going on. It's Dark a lot glasses, of glasses, the music, all that kind of yep. stuff. So um this isn't have you heard of this movie? Have you ever seen it? It's kind of ambiguous, but it's called Johnny Mnemonic. Yes, another Keanu Reeves movie. Yeah. And it came out in nineteen ninety-five. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me because the Matrix was huge, right? But Johnny Mnemonic, which is a William Gibson story, um, it kind of flopped, and it wasn't spectacular. But like th- this wasn't um, Keanu Reeves' like first cyberpunk kind of movie. So Johnny Mnemonic was was like his first real one. It has a lot in common with The Matrix. It's like cheap, you know, cable movie version of The Matrix. But I, th- I think if you watch that movie too, you'll see a lot of influences. I have not seen that probably since it was out. So I barely remember. I remember the plot. Like he has like a chip in his brain or something that he stores information in. And some point he has to delete all his past history in order to save everything and that kind of stuff. So I I do remember it, but I don't remember it too well. Yeah. But this isn't Keanu Reeves first cyberpunk thing at all. This is, he he did it before. Did he do any big karate action flicks before this though? The only action flick he did action flicks like Point Break and uh and um uh, Speed Speed but those were shoot 'em up. But those were kind of like shoot 'em up. This is I think his first like real like karate yeah, kind of thing. Whatever yeah. stuff. And and it's a lot of stuff like for instance it took 6 months of training for the opening scene but it it only it was only shot in 4 days. Wow. Yeah, and and they even hired um, this famous Hong Kong director named Yuan Wu Ping. They hired him to come in and do a lot of those wire fight scenes because those those are something they do in Hong Kong a lot. Those Hong Kong kung fu movies. They actually hired this guy, paid him a nice chunk of money to come in and like choreograph all those Hong Kong style, um, like on the wire kind of yeah. things that they do the kung fu things. Yeah, they hired that guy. He came in. It worked. It looks good. And what's nice about it too is. If this were being made nowadays, well, hopefully we'll see with the Matrix 4 what they do with it. But like most action flicks nowadays, they do the uh, shaky camera, quick cut oh, close-ups. Yeah. So we wouldn't see any of these cool fight sequences because in this, it's, there are like wider shots. So you can actually see all the movements as they're going from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen and longer shots and much more interesting to watch versus the quick cut action fight sequences that they do now where you can't really see anything anyways. Yeah. I I know we're not big fans of that quick cut choppy thing that seems to be popular now. I Um, I just think it's lazy. I think it's incredibly lazy filmmaking, which makes this great because yeah, six months to choreograph all of that. It, it shows and it makes it such a great film that once again can stand the test of time and you still watch it and can still appreciate it. I think it aged well. And if you compare it with the Phantom Menace, you're like, oh, 
that that's <laughs> the proper 1999 movie not that phantom crap that they that was horrible it was also pretty philosophical too um did you know everybody on the set was given a book called uh simulacra and simulation Mm-mm. by jean bavarella i I'll, I'll have to find out his how to say his name because i butchered that and i'm sorry but he's a french philosopher and he wrote this book kind of about simulation stuff and and everybody on the set was given that book it was like required reading so they get in that mindset of like hey man stimulation is life real stuff like that so that everybody can kind of have that that frame of mind when they were making the movie i thought that was kind of interesting like they even had required reading from a french philosopher (laughs) that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's pretty cool right get into the mindset like are we really living in the real world is the world that we know it a reality or is it fake yeah and like i said in 1999 when you went to the theater and you didn't have spoilers like today and you figured out what happened, man. You're just blown away. Like, wow, you're blown away. Um, that's why the sequel, I mean, the sequel sucked anyway, but it's the sequels were hard because there's no big reveal. You already know what's going on, right? Yeah, the sequels are basically just big action sequences that carry you through one film to the other, waiting till you get to the end of, are they going to free the human race from this yeah, world or not? to get this, all this pseudo- uh, philosophy stuff going on i don't i don't that's why i'm kind of concerned about like why, why why are you making a sequel to this like a fourth sequel like over 20 years later what, what do you i don't know i i guess i can't knock things i just don't know why why they can't i'll i'll save my judgment until it's i see it to decide mm-hmm. but it, it, it's one of those things like it ended, let it end, you know, move on, do something new, do something else. Yeah. Like I, I was talking about Johnny Mnemonic and William Gibson, kind of the, the patron saint of cyberpunk who wrote kind of the quintessential cyberpunk novels, including Neuromancer. He liked this movie a lot. He liked the matrix um, and he said even Neo is probably his favorite movie hero, and he really liked it. So I think instead of making just a bunch of sequels, why, why not make like a Neuromancer movie? And he can even star Keanu Reeves. Maybe he's the like the more mentor figure or something. But why why not make a William? Why not make that? It's his most famous book, his most beloved book, won all kinds of awards in 1984, but a movie was never made. It wasn't. Why not make it? There was no, no. They never no. made a neuromancer, but they kept talking about it for like oh, years and years. But they never did. Why. They made Johnny Mnemonic, which is a William Gibson story, but that's kind of a cheap cable movie kind of thing. Let's make a big budget neuromancer movie. Why not do that instead of do a sequel to The Matrix? Yeah, Hollywood. Why not do something that you haven't actually done before? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Come on. Like we've been talking about Neuromancer movie for decades and we never made one, but we're going to make another Matrix sequel because that's safe. People know that. It's all about being safe now. People didn't like the ending of the Matrix. So they're like, okay, well, let's give them a new ending then because they didn't like the last ending. And what we're at, it makes some more money. Well, um, whatever. Whatever. A couple more facts. I think everybody knows this, um, but Will Smith turned down the role of Neo. Yep. yep. <laughs> Cause he, he went to go make wild, wild West. <laughs> Bad call Oops. Will Smith. It's like, I yeah. want to do this Western involving weird giant. 
I mean, he's still did okay thing. for himself. Yeah, he's had, yeah, his career hasn't really been hurt by it. But that's still a pretty missed opportunity for something that wasn't very good. And then they, they weren't even looking at Keanu Reeves. So Nicolas Cage turned down the role too. Did you know wow, that? Oh, I didn't know that. I could see Nicolas Cage playing this character, yeah. especially in 99. Like he was pretty fit back then. And yeah. that was kind of, he was doing the con air and that kind of stuff. So I could see Nick Cage playing this. Yeah, absolutely. And then the Wachowskis actually wanted to bring Don, Johnny Depp in. Hmm, maybe. But the studio is actually the one who who boosted Keanu Reeves. They're like, hey, we, we think we, we want to get Keanu Reeves in there. He's kind of like got this cyberpunk vibe. And he likes to ask questions too. Like he's good at going, whoa, and asking questions, which is a lot of this role. In fact, the first 45 minutes, Keanu Reeves has 80 lines. And 44 of those lines are questions. That's an, that's another interesting fact for you. I did so, not know that. Because Keanu Reeves is great at that. He's great at kind of looking confused. And he's great at asking kind of short questions. That's kind of his acting style. <laughs> yeah. And he's really good at it. I mean, you put him in stuff like um, like uh, uh, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and you try to give him a, a like an actual real role. And he's got to do this fake British accent that he butchers. And he's just not really good at that kind of thing. But he just looks pretty. And you give him some lines that are like make him look confused. And, and he has to ask questions then that's perfect, dude. That's his bag. That's his thing. He's great at that. I I love Keanu Reeves, but he does not have the most range or talent as an actor. I'm sorry to say. If you look at me, because what he does great in, you know, the action flicks, the Matrix, mm-hmm. the uh, John Wick flicks, great films. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's just running around like doing action stuff or, you know, Bill and Ted or speed or any of that kind of stuff you're right it's just kind of like whoa what's going on or action thick yeah and that's cool and i think maybe even he knows that because there was a time when he tried to do more dramatic roles and he tried to do kind of romantic roles yeah just didn't pan and out. those kind of just flopped they didn't do well and i think maybe like hey you know this is just not your thing your thing is like looking cool Mm-hmm. And looking kind of confused while you're kicking ass, and that's your thing, and that's all he's pretty much done for the most part. Um, and he's good at it. I mean, he's good at it. We love for, him. As oh, long totally. as he sticks to that stuff, he's great. Yeah, don't so, try to play Buddha again, Keanu. <laughs> you don't play Buddha, <laughs> little Buddha. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, good call on that one. Yeah, uh, Val Kilmer was also considered for Neo, and he was also considered for Morpheus. Val Kilmer from Morpheus, huh? Well, uh-huh. tough. I can't. I have a hard time picturing anyone other than Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. Yeah, nowadays you couldn't even think about it. Mm. It's like one of those things where you can't get anybody else to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like I can picture a, a couple of people as as Neo, but Morpheus, I don't know. Don't know at all. Yeah. And you know, Tank, that big guy, mm-hmm. Mar- uh, Marcus Chong. He's the adopted son of Tommy Chong. Did you know that? Didn't know that. Tank is Tommy Chong's son. Cool. And he sued Warner Brothers because they like kicked him out of the sequels. That was that way he's not in the sequels. He's not in the sequels. And I guess I don't know why he wasn't, but he didn't like it. And so he he sued Warner Brothers, being like, hey, I should have been in the sequels, but I wasn't. So what's Did up he with win? that? I don't know. Um I have to look I more into that. remember something where they mention him like in the second or maybe even the third movie, or it must have been the second movie then, where they're just like, they say, what would you do if he was here? Something like that. But I feel like they mentioned him, but didn't really explain why he wasn't there. 
Yeah. Or he went back to the city, maybe got married, had kids, settled something. down, something. Who knows? Something. I don't maybe know he's either. with his dad smoking weed. Who knows? Because yeah, um, he was a good character. Yeah, he was pretty cool. I, I kind of missed him. I, I'm not a fan of the sequels, so um, it doesn't surprise me that they take away one of the cool characters. But um, most people aren't. And they're not. They're just. They're okay, but they're just cheesy. I, 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 don't, I don't rewatch. I haven't rewatched them since like the first time. Oh, I did rewatch them. I rewatched all three of these movies in preparation for this moment right now, where we're talking about the film. Yeah, uh, because mm. I was like, okay, well, I got to watch the first one again just to reintroduce my, you know, reorient myself to it, and then, well, fuck, no, oh, I'm at it. Might as well watch the second and third one. And yeah. I was like, they are better than Your I remember waste, them, bro. Yeah, Your time to waste. Well, they're not as bad as I remember <laughs> them being, though. That is the thing. I, I will admit, I, when I got done watching them, I'm like, okay, those are not as bad as I thought as I remember them, but they're still not good. Yeah, they're not good. Yeah, and I have one one last little fact okay. um, that I thought was amusing. Um, do you remember when he's fighting Morpheus in that little, that, that dojo, that, mm -hmm. that kind of like internet in the, dojo? Yeah. The practice room. Yeah. And when Keanu Reeves does that kind of that nose rub, mm -hmm. like Bruce Lee style, um, that was ad-libbed. They didn't say, Hey, do your, do that Bruce Lee thing with your nose. He didn't, uh -oh. he just did that. Um, it was like, Oh, <laughs> they kept it. <laughs> yeah. Which was cool. Do a little shout out. Yeah. Yeah, good film, good film. And uh, there you have it, audience. Before you go see the new one, go check out the original. It is the best one. And, and you you don't have to see the sequels. No, just skip them. You could just, but you got to see. If you haven't seen the, the first one, then I don't. I think maybe you're one of our younger listeners or something. Or maybe be, you weren't really in like hanging out in civilization in 1999 or something. So if we totally spoiled this whole thing for you, that's not our fault. This is over 20 years old. So <laughs> at this point, if you're you like, should, man, you spoiled you know. it. They're Damn. actually batteries, man. You spoiled it for me. Yeah. That was 22 years ago. Um, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's on you. Yeah. That's on you. If we spoiled something that's like over 20 years old, that's, that's on you. Well, kids, uh, we're going to call it the end of the show here. And uh, like we said, go check out The Matrix. If you have not seen it, go check it out again. If you have already seen it, because it still stands to the test of time, you can check us out on Twitter at the 80s and 90s com. You can check us out on the web at the 80s and 90s dot com, where you can pick up some cool ass shiznit on our shop. And then subscribe to our magazine, too. Subscribe to our, our magazine, magazine for some exclusive content only available yeah. through the magazine. You want to be, you want to be cool, right? And so we will say we are out of here like Neo after taking the red pill, waking up bald and naked in a vat of goo to be flushed down the drain. Goodbye. Yeah. And I don't know why he liked Morpheus so much. Like he looked at, a, he looked up to him like a father. Maybe it's an abusive relationship because <laughs> it must be. it's like, my, I love my father anyway, even though he lies to me and beats me or whatever because that's exactly that's abusive that there are so many mentors like that though in the movies like yoda people think oh he's such a great mentor obi-wan kenobi oh he's such a great mentor no he's not because he's like oh luke 
uh, Darth Vader uh, killed your father. And then later, like, no, Darth Vader is like, no, I am your father. But Obi-Wan didn't tell you. No, he 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 lied to me. <laughs> yeah, he's a liar. What can I say? <laughs> All our mentors are liars. <laughs> liars, dude. That's Morpheus. Who, uh, I can only show you the truth. You got to take this pill and you'll see the truth. Okay. Can you kind of just tell me what I'm in for, bro? Just like a little description, something. Ooh, you got to find out on your own, man. Once you find out, you're fucked. Uh Fuck you, Morpheus. (laughs) I'm with Cypher on this one. I'm going to have a big stake, man. (laughs) Cypher was the hero of the Matrix. Yeah, he was. Doesn't get the credit he deserves. Poor poor bastard never got his stake. 